podcastjuice.net Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. And I, I was, I've been watching the news. I was taking a break. We took a long break, so I was watching some of the news that's going down. It was in Charlotte. Uh, Charlottesville. And man, I just there's a there's a new song that's out right now. It's, you gotta hold your own. No. <laughs> the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that reminded me of the opening Jughead. What the hell was that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. But anyway, I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Michael Dean's show. We have added another guest to the show. Uh, he, he also has another. He has a podcast that I'm sure you have heard. The Full Circle Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the same poet himself. Mr. Darrell, sir, how are you? Hey, I'm, how are you, Mike? Good to talk to you. Good, man. I'm doing good. Okay, I, I forgot. Daryl is that straight man. Hey, Mike, how are you? Nice to talk to you. Damn. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Well, you know he's a conservative Republican. So, they, oh, you know they got a certain way. <laughs> See, and why you got to put me right on the spot? I'm, I'm winning the, gr- the crowd over, and now they're gone. See. <laughs> We're just messing with our brother. Not enough. They're not enough. What would they say? You don't have enough swag. Hold on one second. My, uh, golden, my golden retriever's coming in. Hysterical. Uh, hold on one second. No. Okay, I'm back. You got that cardigan sweater? Uh, sorry, you know. Damn! <laughs> Absolutely. K-Swiss tennis shoes. Very tight. They still make those? Laced up very tight. Hysterical! All love. it's all love. We just joking. That's our this is our brother right here. It's a member of the team. But man, Daryl wanted to um, have you on really to talk about you having a an, a podcasting event coming up, man. That uh, it's a phenomenal thing, and this is the first one. And want to make sure all the listeners are up on this. So for those who can attend, can so tell us the the name and when and all of that good stuff, man. Well, Mike, what we're putting together is the National Podcast Power Conference. It's Saturday, September 23rd in Perrysburg, Ohio, right on the outskirts of Toledo. Yes, sir. And uh, so we, you, this, is, uh, for, this is for people who, um, who already have podcasts, I imagine, and people who want to start uh, a podcast. Um, You've got the uh, well. It's for. I'm sorry. Go on. Well, no, I'm. 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 I'm asking you. Well, it's for uh, up and coming as well as seasoned podcasters. Okay. Uh, it, it basically came from I was going to go to another con- uh, conference, and it was rather expensive. And uh, I, I was going to go, and then I said, you know what? With all the podcasters that I know that are uh, extremely talented, extremely experienced, you included. Uh, why can't I put a conference on myself for a third of the price? And that's how uh, this came about. So we'll have, uh, we got David uh, Jackson, Dave Jackson, who is the uh, host of the School of Podcasts, and he actually works for Lipson, the web host, uh, a very seasoned podcaster, Shauna Renee, Coco Mo from uh, Satellite Radio. We're going to have a, 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 a great event with a concert, a live concert following the conference and also uh, some entrepreneurs will have vendor tables where people can 
can sell and network. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, you also have, uh, you got to sell it, man. We got Amp Poo uh, going to be live, if I'm, if I'm not understanding. Amp Poo will be there speaking. I will be there uh, speaking as well. I'm going to do one called uh, Podcasting the Pimping. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I will be down there to speak, but not not on that topic. But but this is going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a great yeah, networking honored, thing too, right? Honored, honored to have you, gentlemen, man, because you you know that you know you're in- instrumental in helping me launch the full circle. So uh, it, it it'll be an honor to meet uh, you, gentlemen, in person. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm honored to be a part of it, man. Uh, to, and uh, it's cool that you have Dave Jackson. Because listen, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, but ironically or not, I actually listen to his school of podcasting. I, that's the, that's one of them that yep. if I have time not to be, and I'm not working, I will check out and see what he, he he's doing. And he's one of the, the guys that, uh, knows podcasting through and through and has a lot of great ideas. Uh, so definitely just to go for the networking, uh, alone, cause you've got a lot of the different podcasters that you are connected with. Uh, which would be great to actually meet people face to face. I haven't even, it's a damn shame. I haven't met any of the brothers on my show face to face. So I, this would be a, a momentous occasion. I'm going to meet Aunt Pooh. Uh, I'm going to meet you, uh, Carmen. She's performing, right? Your co host. She's going to be there. So yep. yeah, it's, it's going to yep. be amazing, man. I, I can't wait. Where well, can, well, where can people like learn more you. about this? It, it, it. Where can they hear about it? Where, where can they learn more about it and get tickets and all that good stuff? Yep. Well, you go to uh, www.nationalpodcastpower.com. All of our information is there. You can search my name, Daryl E. McCullough, D-A-R-R-Y-L, uh, McCullough, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H, on Facebook. Plenty of information there. Uh, I'm also affiliated with Podcast Juice, so uh, I'm definitely easy to find. All right, and I, I kind of was cutting you off. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Uh, well, when you were talking about you will finally meet Aunt Pooh and things like that, it's like this. Uh, it, it shows your business skills and uh, assailing a group of people. You know, it's hard enough for us to keep relationships going when we see each other on a regular basis. How do you keep relationships going and you've never seen these people? Uh, mm. it, it's great, and that shows, you know, it speaks on your, on your part. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. Yeah, man. So this is, and what's the uh, date again? It's September 23rd. Is that right? September 23rd. That's Saturday. Uh, it's going to be an all day event. It's going to be money well spent. Great uh, net- networking opportunity for people, uh, for podcasters to invest in their podcast in the future. Mm. All right. Speaking of podcasts, you also have a podcast that is, that's, that's featured here on podcast juice the full circle podcast now how long have you guys uh how long have you been doing the podcast now it's been over yeah can you believe it's almost two years mike two All, years. Okay. almost man almost two years it just seems like i just i, I it seems like i just emailed you for help <laughs> a few days ago but it's almost two years what's uh what's one of the biggest takeaways for you being almost two years deep into podcasting like What's something that uh, you didn't think about early on, but now you're like, wow, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to say not much because of the fact uh, uh, of talking with you. 
and you said one number one, work it like a job, and I and that's exactly how I approach it. And I'm very organized. I try to be. So the only thing that I would change if I could go back, I would uh, try to have my show just for one hour. Mm. It's hard. We're about an hour and a half, but I would try to keep it for uh, uh, an hour because I want the download, yes, but I also want people to listen to the whole show. And my mom doesn't even listen to the whole show. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, she does. But <laughs> I, 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 I would change that, and I probably wouldn't call it the, the full circle because there's a ton of full circles out there. But thankfully, people find me, they subscribe, and we're all good. All right. And you guys are doing video as well. You do the, a video show. It's a video as well. It's an audio podcast. Well, that's the thing. You know, as a traditional podcaster, it's all about the audio downloads. However, uh, our, our engineer, he, he includes the video. It's cool. It helps. To, I do want to get into that YouTube world. People want to see your face. Um, so, yeah, we do uh, do a video and, and uh, the Full Circle podcast show can be found on YouTube. All right, and and lastly, shout out to uh, Carmen. Like she's just as big a part of that show. But you guys, you guys have there's like some other rotating sort of uh, thing a host now. I seem like I see more people in the pictures when I be looking at you guys. Yeah, well, we got uh, the uh, co-creator of the Full Circle, uh, A with Me Petty. Uh, he he's with us, and uh, uh, also. Uh, reoccurring co-host is uh, Erica D. White. Oh, okay, yes, right, Erica. You know, we all have busy schedules, so when somebody's not available, there's always somebody I can call that's uh, readily available. But uh, you know, so that really helps. All right, I dig it, man. So September 23rd, it's going down, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a podcast, been podcasting for a while, you just starting out. This is the place to go where you can get some real game and, and some insights and maybe some different strategies and, and networking with other podcasters. And you said something that was very important, uh, invest in your show. Like this is an investment into you yep. helping you grow, you know, your podcast. And sometimes it's not yeah, real people, until you do that. Yeah. Some, some people, you know, you got to ask yourself, why am I podcasting? What am I doing? Am I just having fun? This is something we're doing on the weekends. What is your goal? So if you do have a goal, uh, maybe to get sponsors, to gain uh, a larger uh, uh, a listening audience, isn't it worth the money to become better and to learn from the pros what to do, what not to do? For sure. Uh, Q-Storm, um, you are going to say something. I just <clears throat> was curious. I mean, it's funny because, I don't know, a couple years ago, Daryl called me because I was just starting to get off into the Red Shirts podcast and... Uh, he asked me questions. I told him what I knew, you know, what little I knew. And I spoke to him a couple of days ago, and he schooled me on some game about the live aspect of, you know, getting your brand out there. So my, my question, and that inspired me to think about maybe doing a, a live podcast. My question is, um, do you have like a, um, a lot? Is there going to be like a live or a call-in component where people who can't attend in person might be able to watch it live through uh, Periscope or, I don't know, 
Facebook Live or whatnot? I, I don't think we're going to be that advanced uh, at, at, at that at that time. It would be great if this goes well and we do something next year. Maybe we can do something like that, uh, give a benefit of people who have paid and are there, and then maybe two, three weeks later we, we release it. I don't know how we're going to do it, but uh, we got to – This I wanted this to be something intimate where the people who are there can get the best mm. uh, um, uh, to get that, that relationship where you can actually walk up to Michael Dean and talk to him and shake his hand versus seeing him from afar and, and never get to meet him like all these other podcast conferences. So it, it's going to be focused more so on the intimate. I don't know if we're going to do something live. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Daryl, man. I know you busy out there in the fields keeping America great again. So we're going to let you get uh, back to oh, <laughs> Everything, oh. Everything's going to be fine. We, I, know, I know some things are going on today, but everything's going to be fine. Just watch. Uh, all right, Jamie Lannister. <laughs> well, Daryl, man, we appreciate you coming on, sir, and we're going to keep spreading the word about the conference. Uh, man, so yeah, we'll get with you later. Hey, thank you, man. Podcast was helping each other. I really appreciate it. Take care. All right, you too, man. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep it rolling. And uh, shout out to Daryl, Full Circle Podcast. Um, but let, let's get into uh, some other stuff here. Going back to movies. Oh, no, there was something else. Yeah, 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 going back to movies. Um, so right now, uh, some news is dropping. Uh, I, you know, I'm in love with, with uh, some DC movies, as well with Marvel movies. But uh, we saw, saw an article today uh, talking about the reshoots for the Justice League movie. And one of the tidbits of that is that um, they have changed the ending of the movie, apparently. I guess, I guess the ending was supposed to have be a cliffhanger with Darkseid or something like that. But apparently they have taken that out. And they haven't said what, they've, what the ending is. But uh, part of this thing with Josh Whedon, they have him redoing the ending of the movie. And apparently shooting some flashback scene with somebody from the Wonder Woman movies. Um, but it, it, it brings a conversation I wanted to have about, uh, we hear a lot about reshoots. Uh, seem like we hear about it more than ever, but I'm thinking actually that's just a normal part of movie making that just maybe back in the days it wasn't really that highlighted as much, maybe because it wasn't the internet and things of that nature. Um, but over the recent years, we've had some very big movies have some uh, reshoots to them, and 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 uh, also the other thing is the director change-ups. Um, so again, with like Justice League, you know, Zack Snyder, uh, who was a lot of controversy over him, you know, he had to step down and they brought in Josh Whedon, uh, of course the Han Solo Star Wars movie. Uh, I can't think of the two guys that were directing it, but they got pushed out and they brought in Ron Howard. Um, and we've seen, uh, uh, I saw some comments from Don Donald Glover sort of talking about, you know, it's a very it's an odd sort of a situation, you know, where we shot most of the movie with sort of this way. And now we're, you know, we're with a different director and it's a different take on it almost. Um, I think, um, you know, we saw things like, was it Josh Trank with Fantastic Four? Uh, it was a meltdown. You have the reshoot stuff. Of course, uh, uh, was it Ant-Man? You know, it was shot 
or started with another director and brought in somebody else to do it. Um, but, you know, I was doing some research and I was like, going back in the days, we've seen stuff like this before. And some of these movies that uh, have had these are, are classic movies. You know, sometimes we think, oh, they got reshoots. This movie's doomed or changing the director. It's just fucking doomed. But uh, one that comes to mind is like Back to the Future, the, the, the original movie. Uh, didn't they start making that movie with a different person playing Marty McFly? Yep. Uh, I guess they saw that wasn't working, so they brought in, of course, Michael J. Fox and redid that classic movie. I was reading that the Rocky movie, uh, they reshot the ending of that. Um, originally, they had Rocky being carried out of the uh, stadium crowd surfing. <laughs> but they, looked, they were like, that shit looked ridiculous. So they re- went back and reshot that. Uh, I didn't know this. But they said the Avengers movies, the original Avengers movie had reshoots um, where they changed some stuff and added things at the last minute. Um, but I just wanted to go around the room. Like, do you think these recent reshoots are troubling? Um, especially when they're like changing directors and stuff like that, or is this just the nature of these big tentpole movies now, where the stakes are so damn high that they're like, man, fuck, we got to service the, you know, our bottom line first. This shit can't be terrible. Uh, I'm gonna go to Q, man. What do you think? Um, I think given DC's track record, this is this is not going to be good. Um. And yeah, there may be reshoots on films, but how often do you hear about it? Um, this year, let's say this year and last year, we heard about Rogue One. I think there was one other film. I can't think of which one of those, but we heard about reshoots. But my thing is this. If they're able to keep that shit under wraps somehow, it must not be that bad. But if it's getting out, leaking onto the public that uh, the film is undergoing reshoots and they had to bring on a whole entirely new director... I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that the film, that means the film's going to come out and it's going to suck. Well, uh, okay. I mean, obviously we live in a, a very different sort of news. I don't, I don't think there was, well, actually, I know there wasn't, there's no internet. I mean, there were no, like, you know, there wasn't media just spotlighted on filmmaking back then, right? Like, we didn't have podcasts and YouTube shows and all this stuff just focused on genre movies. I mean, cause like, I think you like Superman too, right? Like that Superman two is a classic movie, but obviously that, you know, that switched the directors out oh, and, and switched the tone on that yeah. movie. Now, some people call that a classic movie. I, I kind of think it is classic, but it, when, if you don't know that situation, maybe you can't really see that this is a different movie here. But it's something that's always sort of been going on. Again, there was no sort of media, you know, spotlight for that type of story. They, they, again, these these stories are not necessarily being reported by, uh, like back in the days, it would have been probably just been like Entertainment Weekly or something like that. But again, those th- those sort of those shows are supported by the studios. They're not going to come out talking greasy. Now, of course, it's different, right? Uh, there's Collider, there's Movie Talk, there's all these other, you know, screen junkies, all these sort of genre media companies that are not tied to these companies like that. And they can say what the fuck they want to say. And 
and you know the media companies have to bow down to them almost because they control sort of the what people are seeing. So you're seeing all these stories now. Where I think I'm thinking these stories actually always were there. They just there were no way I to be reported. But that's my I, tend to dis- I tend to disagree. I think the only difference is that it's getting to us faster. Because back then, I mean, back when I was in high school and college, you still had Variety. You still had all these Hollywood uh, Hollywood trade magazines that were reporting stuff. But they were then, trade uh, magazines. They weren't to the general public. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, but, but I was going to say that AP or UPI, when you had UPI back then, they would pick up the story, run it on the wires, and then all of the news channels, uh, the entertainment channels, they would run it. It's just the only thing that's changed is the uh, uh, efficiency that we get the information. I don't think which story do you remember any stories back then? Do you remember any back then as a consumer and a younger person that they were top of mind topics to you? Say that again. I was saying, do you remember back then? Because you described how you know you had variety and and these different Mm -hmm. things, and AP would pick on pick up on it. But I'm saying probably if you were in the business, you probably damn well would have known about it. But being as you're a consumer. You would have been a consumer back then. You would have been a kid back then, younger person, as they are today. Do you remember any of these types of stories back then? I, I remember um, issues when they were shooting. Um, was it Back to the? You mentioned Back to the Future two and three. They shot those simultaneously. And there were issues there mm-hmm. that was reported. I remember uh, Superman two and Superman one. Uh, the whole infighting with the Salkins. And, you remember uh, that when Richard those Donald? movies were being made? You remember that when they were being not? I, I can't remember exactly. We're going. You asked him to go back that far. I, I remember. <laughs> I do <laughs> remember details that okay. it made it out that got leaked to the public. Well, right. I, I mean, we're, we're talking about movies that haven't come out yet, right? As we're talking about DC and stuff. And, and I'm saying there's stories now because these are big things. But I'm saying when there were those movies being made back then. I was trying to ask you, was there some sort of thing in the media where before the movie came out, you as a consumer knew, oh, I'm going to go see this Superman movie, but I knew they defied the director, so this may be trash. I mean, do you remember knowing that beforehand, or did you hear that after the fact, like maybe years later after the fact? I cannot go back to the 80s and tell you exactly what I remember. All I can tell you is I do remember reading stories that involve trouble on movie sets. Now, you just don't remember I any of the to prepare, I might have been able to come up with something for you, but I, off the top of my head, I just told you, I remember Back to the Future 2 and 3, there being some problems there. Okay. Superman 1 and 2. Um, and there are others, I'm sure, I, I just can't think of whether one wasn't prepared for this topic. But No doubt. No yeah, doubt. I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that, oh, uh, it's, it, it, it's coming to light now because we have faster media or quicker media. I think it's always been there. It's just how long has it taken to get to the public? For sure. It takes longer to get to the public. For sure. Uh, Ampu, what do you think? I have to disagree with uh, Q. I I think that it isn't the efficiency of the media. I think it's as you described it, uh, Mike. Um, I was, I was around, Around for Back to the Future, I didn't hear any of that stuff. Or Back to the Future two and three, or uh, the information that was going on with Terminator two. I just think like it's just as you, uh, it's just as you said. You have uh, people that are hearing this news. Like I- I'll take it to another another extent. Back in the sixties and seventies, people knew about 
Jim Brown hanging uh, women off the, his balcony. People knew about Joe DiMaggio being a huge drunk. Reporters knew all this information, but they they kept it to themselves. Whereas now, you know, because they wanted to keep their source, they wanted to keep their access. Now, ESPN and Fox, they don't care about it. They're putting it all out there because they're they're they're, they're not. They realize that the sports media i mean the sports industry they need them to cover and to keep the uh the consumers coming into their stadiums so they're more beholden to the consumers so we're going to get you this news we want to click we want the ad revenue and i'm thinking that's the same thing and for me i don't see it as uh, it's an issue with dc i mean dc has its problems but doing reshoots especially when a, a director uh has to deal with a uh, death in his family I don't see it as uh, any as it, in being indicative of there being a crappy movie coming down the pipe. Now it could be a crappy movie because they don't have the right script, as opposed to what well, we need to reshoot to to change this and the other. I think one, you have Joss Whedon coming on board. Joss Whedon had a one point two five billion dollar film, which was him doing the creative, him doing the screenplay, him doing the directing. So yeah. If he takes a look at the film and says, "This I want to punch it up this way," DC would be fools to say, "Nah, we gonna we gonna let we gonna this is Zag Vision. We gonna we wanted to keep it the way it is." So, to me, I don't think it's a problem. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Big Sexy, and, and as we were talking, I was just looking up other movies, and I remember watching. I was watching it again. Uh, I think it's called Empire of Dreams. Is the Star Wars trilogy documentary that they had made, and I remember like uh, you know there was a whole part in there where you know the Fox executives thought the movie sucked. Like th- during the making, you know they would do the test screenings, and this they were like this is horrible. Like pull the plug on this movie. Now, according to Q, those sort of stories were sort of circulating in variety, but and I don't remember them. And again, not prepared, right? But I know today, if a story, if something talk like that today would be spotlighted, like that would not just be in variety, that would be covered in all of these sort of geek related, you know, uh, shows that people watch and it would put a taint on the movie. Like, I don't think any of I, I personally don't remember ever hearing that people in the industry thought Star Wars was going to be terrible, you know, before the movie came out. And I didn't have that in my mind going into it. Uh, but obviously that happened. They, they show you that that happened. But I think today, because there is a platform for that now, and that's a part of the news, that, yeah, these little rumors and the little inside stuff that normally we never hear about are top-of-the-line stories. Um, but with that said, uh, Big Sexy, what, what do you think of these these recent reshoots or and the old ones in this whole topic we're talking about? Well, <clears throat> you know, when you have the stakes that you're playing for these days, you know, because you don't want to risk word getting out that something is not as it should be, especially when you're dealing with geek culture, because they will turn on a heart on a film in a heartbeat, you know, and DC doesn't have the best record, you know, Green Lantern, Jonah Hex. So they've stepped in it before. So the fact that they're doing reshoots tells me that a, they're trying their best to get it right. And reshoots are just a part of the business. These things happen. You know, sometimes something isn't lit right or there's a clearance issue or something. Or like you said, show it to a test screening 
and a test screen that's like it. Recently, Q and I have been talking about the original pilots for All in the Family, and one dates back to 69, I believe, or 68, and people weren't ready for it then. You know, and they had to go back and retool it. So this is not unusual. The fact that <clears throat> it's getting all the press behind it, you know, that just shows a reflection of all of the media outlets now, both for the quote-unquote legitimate media and for social media. So people are going to talk about it. And DC already has the side eye looking at them based on their track record other than some of the Batman films and now Wonder Woman. A lot of their movies have been real iffy. So people are automatically going to have the benefit of the doubt by saying, okay, they're reshooting. At least they're going to try to get it right this time. And I have no problem with that. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious it's a it's a uh, part of the game to reshoot a movie. Uh, I don't think that's unusual, but it may be even switching the directors may not necessarily be unusual after we go back and look at certain things. But it is interesting that these big movies, we, we see this happening. Uh, it seems like a lot more. Maybe, again, I, I'm thinking this because we're putting eyes to this type of stuff, you know, when, okay, oh, they lost this director or, you know, when I think it was Age of Ultron, even before the movie came out, we started hearing, you know, uh, the studio sort of meddling with Josh's ideas and they got to put this other stuff in there and it kind of gives you this taint of uh, something else is going on, you know, with this movie, even the Star Wars stuff, you know, and I'm a fan of Star Wars, but, you know, to me, these stories are disheartening. I was like, ah, this is going to be, this might be on some BS, man. You know, and it, and it sort of taints me. But when I look at what I heard about Rogue One and then I see the end foot in, in result, like, ah, yeah, shit was all over the place. You can see some shit was going on. And then you hear start, you know, Han Solo, and say, ah, they're firing the director. They're firing these cats when the movie's almost already done. But, but again, these are tentpole movies. They, they've got a lot of money riding on this, so they have to, I guess they're like, we're going to do whatever it takes. You know, bad press be damned. Um, but uh, it's, it's just an interesting, interesting thing with movies. Um, any other last words on this before we, before we move on? I would like to see if, I'm sure, hopefully somewhere it'll come to light, some of the Eric Stoltz, shots from back to the future that just doesn't even sound right <laughs> i think there's a documentary or something uh where they i think where they may have some of that i remember seeing it on something it was online but i think there is a documentary that touches on that um but anyway yeah there you go uh movie reshoots different things oh you know was interesting i saw a thing on detroit it was actually it was an interview with uh john boyga i saw this the other day and they were talking about reshoots in the uh, new Star Wars movie that he's making. And he also said that the guy asked him, did you guys do reshoots on Detroit? And he's like, no. He's like, that's one of the first times. Or it's an odd thing, but we did no reshoots on that movie. He's like, we got it. We got everything we needed to do on it. So there you go. Um, oh, real quick. I don't want to bring up just a recommendation. Um, so we, we one of the books that I really liked last year or earlier this year was the Michael Jackson Remembering the Time book with the bodyguards. It was really good. Uh, what's my guy from Arista Records? 
Clive Davis? L.A. Reed. L.A. Reed. L.A. Reed. That was another good book. Um, another one, and shout out to uh, Sean Hicks, uh, the Bobby Brown book. I think it came out maybe a year ago or more ago. Go get it. Uh, and I would say get the audio book. Uh, it is... I hesitate to say read by Bobby, <laughs> but it is read by Bobby. And uh, I will say this off the front. He's not the greatest of readers. Uh, so it took me about maybe 15, 30 minutes to like get used to the way he was reading. And I'll try to give you an example. He, and it's a damn shame because he's a grown ass man and he's got, he had millions, but he'll read it like he was like uh Let's see. And then my wife, Whitney, and like, I met Whitney and shortly after we got married. Like you could hear that they like edited his, you know, punched him in to say certain words. So he would be like, and then we ended up getting into a fight. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And at first, man, it's, why don't you stop on Bobby Brown? No, I'm dead. Don't talk about him like. <laughs> and I'm like, are they really? And it's interesting because at the very beginning, it's damn near every other word. And I was like, damn, this is a ballsy move. This is an audio book. What's the name of the book? Uh, let me find this actually. Um, but clowning him aside on that, you, you your ears settle into it. And, you know, like I said, you just shake your head at first. It's a goddamn shame. But the book is so good. It's called Every Little Step, My Story, Bobby Brown. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah. I, 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 Can I play the preview, Mike? Can I play the preview for the audience? <laughs> if, it'll play, if it'll play over here, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, I just that, took a quick look at... Uh, music was constantly playing in my <laughs> house with everybody throwing their own sound into the mix with six children oh, and my mother and father. We're talking about a lot of sound. Whenever my dad Herbert came <laughs> home from work, he would put on some blues or maybe <laughs> Then he would start dancing and acting crazy. <laughs> we would be laughing so hard our stomachs would hurt. With her, wow. and, then, and like I said, you have to get used to it. But when you do, when you do, you just realize that you know what they, the system failed them on that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm saying right now, y'all send the hate mail. I'm not listening to that bullshit. No, but, but but here's the thing. But here's the thing about that: the story is so good that you can get you will get past that and and it's and, and it's because it is so good that you could get past because if it was anything else i i couldn't do it i was like this this nigga cannot read i'm mad i was like that's a damn shame <laughs> so it's <laughs> like miss parker made him come to the front of the class and read yeah man it's it's, it's like when you we were back in school and there was that you know you were back in in high school was a it was a shame, but at least like you still got a chance. It's like, oh, that that brother, he really don't know how to read. But as a grown man like that, it's a damn shame. But I'm gonna get off of that. The book is so good. Okay, uh, can, I, can I say one thing, Mike? Go ahead. Look, I'm looking at the first review. <laughs> once one out of five stars, he says, "I couldn't get into the book. He sounded scripted and not believable." Like 
He's learning to read. That was written by Tricy B. <laughs> and, and and I don't and I and I don't disagree. But as he goes on, he gets better. And I think as he either gets a little better, there's less of the abrupt editing, and more because you're so engrossed in it, and you've just gotten used to hearing him talk. But I will say this though: it's a it's a it's a, a very good story. Uh, I have it's one of these things where I've gained a lot of respect for him, and not that I didn't have respect for him before, but all I really knew of him is I loved. Um, don't be cruel. I loved his second album. I knew he was a great performer. I knew he wasn't that good of a singer. And then here's all the fuckery with Whitney and all of that. And and you realize how the, he was presented to us. Uh, so when you actually hear him speak on all of this stuff for real, he's not a bad guy. He's just like a lot of people. He got caught up. You know, he's super famous and rich and everything. But he's a good dude, and he was trying to do the best that he could. And as you will see, you know, I think, I don't want to judge his life, but probably him getting with Whitney was not a good move for him, only because she was so much drama and ridiculousness and drugs and madness and brought that into his life. Um. But it's an interesting story. I'm not finished yet, um, but it's really good. And there's some great stuff in there. I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but some of the tidbits that were very interesting was him and Janet Jackson. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, smashing it down. This Control? What? This was just after Control working on Rhythm Nation, Janet. Oh. Smashing it down. And and the reasons why he's not with Janet, I'll leave it in the book. But all I will say is he threw Janet's ass out the hotel room, butt naked in the hallway. Like, what? Who's in control, bitch? Go tell that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I now I got to read. Yeah, I got to read this. I don't believe that for a second. Joe would have been on that ass. You no, know, Joe and, and it has to do with Joe. It has to do with Joe. It has to do with Joe. Um. I just read this part with Tupac and Whitney. I was like, huh? Well, very interesting. Uh, Mike Tyson and Bobby Brown out there acting a fool. Uh, Buster Douglas fight. Uh, mansion full of Asian girls smashing them down. And like, Mike, don't you got to fight in like an hour to Buster? Oh, yeah, that. I, that's nothing. I, don't, you, don't, don't you need your strength? You're in here skeeting. Uh, that's just a myth, Bobby. Let it hold that. Let's get, you know, getting it in. It was a wild life, man. I was like, and he does Mike's voice. It's, it's hilarious. But, and then, you, you know, the, all the new edition stuff. Okay, I guess you, you I have to read it. You, you got to yeah. get it, man. It's a very interesting story. Uh, and like I said, he's a, he's a good dude, man. This this interesting. I'm leaving my man Bobby said he when he came into the marriage with Whitney, he's sitting on fifty mil in the bank. He's he's good. He had more money than her, and he's doing stupid stuff. And that's why his money got crazy, because he essentially just merged it with hers. Mistake number one. Yep. And and then he How walks he, he walks away he, he, he walks he walks away with nothing man 
and you know start starts over but yeah we'll talk about it after you guys have listened to it because it's definitely worth talking about and some interesting stuff in there and what a life man he's not and he's you know and, and of course as a father listening to it obviously you know his daughter you know passed away is, is not here and hearing how that sort of comes that starts up with the drugs and like you know his ex-wife and not being able to see his children when he wants to and different and then how the media is playing him and stuff it, it's just it's a uh, man it's a hardcore story and him going to prison and stuff like that oh, good book go get it go get it you will not be disappointed Wait a minute. I, now, I have to admit, Bobby Brown went to prison? Yes, I think a couple times. I mean, not on, not, not on a long bid, I would have so. Uh, like a month, two months. Not to say that that's head. not, well, not to say that anybody can just go walk in a prison doing this. <laughs> let's be clear. But I had you on his head. Right, I know. He was like, I ain't nothing. I'm official. And is and it wasn't like he was breaking. I mean, it was child support, or or there was I think driving without license, some just a probation stuff, stuff that most people will walk on, but they wanted to make a point that he was going to do prison time. And there was a situation. Uh, he's in his bunk in his room, and the Aryan Brotherhood dude came in there ready to get it popping. Like, oh, you snitching to the CEO now, nigga. You I mean, say you to sneak. See your boy. You're like, whoa! I don't want no problems with the Aryans. What the fuck? Are you? I'm not snitching. So it's some but, interesting but, shit. But, wasn't Bobby Brown? Um, did I see a clip or read somewhere? Oh, what? I think I saw a clip of him where on Facebook is something where some a reporter or somebody. Came out in the wrong way, and he let him know. Oh, you're talking about he was on a reality show overseas, and the guy was coming That's out and talking about some yeah. gay, some gay stuff. And yeah, Bobby, don't, yeah, 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 he don't That's get right. down like that. That's what I'm saying. He could, say, yeah, he could do that stand on his head. He ain't got no problem with a month. Mm. Okay, uh, <laughs> right, I have you tell. <laughs> Bobby says it a little different in the book, but hey, you the gangster. <laughs> <laughs> You know, can I just say something? I mean, I know I'm in no position to judge. I mean, and I, I've said this before. Just, just you know, people that are wealthy, you know, having fifty million, sixty million dollars, or whatever, or how many million dollars, that doesn't mean they they don't have the desire to want more out of life, or whatever. Or um, I'm rambling right now, but I just I know people have problems, and the money doesn't solve all problems. But I tend to not be as sympathetic when you get. You have the wherewithal to get to um, straighten your life out, get yourself on track, and you choose not to. I well, ha- he, I can he, sympathize. He, he with went you into rehab. So he, he went to rehab. He went to rehab a couple times. But again, you know, we're only human, man. And uh, I think in his situation, and particularly Whitney's, because they have so much money and nobody can't tell them nothing, and it's not like they are. These spiritually fortitude, you know, type well, people. Whitney sang in the church. Whitney sang that in the church. Doesn't mean anything. So Eddie Long had a church. I mean, <laughs> 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 that mean nothing. I was joking. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, these people have, you know, have these issues, and it just compounded with having you know, 
unlimited resources, essentially. Oh, First you want, thing, you Bobby should have done was got a prenup. I mean, a stone cold ironclad prenup. He would have got laughed at if people. He would have when they would have the word is excoriated him in the press. This dude getting a prenup, marrying uh, Whitney Houston, huh? I don't think he should care. Yeah, exactly. So, arguably, at the time, he was probably out. arguably more financially popular than you know popping off than she was at that particular time they met. I don't believe that. I, I really don't. I got to see them. I got to be like Trump. Let, let's see them tax returns, fam. You want you think you made more money than Whitney Houston? She had. I don't know how many number one singles. I'm talking at that about point. at the time they yeah. met, not when she becomes this big ass. You know, she's the <laughs> she goes on to become the superstar. At the time they got, I thought when you said when she, they got married or something. You got to think about this. TLC sold 13 million copies. They were broke. Again, I don't want to spoil it so much, but Bobby That's is the point, Bobby is the broke. Bobby is the one who steps to Clive and says, "You got her money fucked up." She should be on my level, so we need to get this right. That's why. So again, when you read the book, you will see. That's why I said the media presentation of Bobby Brown versus what Bobby Brown was is very different. It's interesting to hear it from the other side, and of course, you know he is the, you know they they bill him as the bad boy. He's a black man, and here's this princess. We already know the way the media is going to swing, right? They're not going to p- promote him up as the say, you know, he's going to be the bad guy and he's, she's the sweet one. When in reality, it was probably reversed. But again, well, the, I don't know about reverse, but right. <laughs> maybe she had an edge to her. She was on some other well, hey, shit, fam. What was my name? What was my man's name in fences? What was his name? Because that's who I am right now, man. I ain't, I ain't studying Bobby Brown. Fuck Bobby Brown. I'm not sorry. Keep it ignorant, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> but anyway, go check it out. Definitely, you'll be surprised. I was shocked. And very good stuff. And I'm, I can't wait to finish it. Um, all right. What else before we run out? There was something. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if we really officially ever talked about this. But it's not a good time to be an R and B singer. Oh, here we go. I know where we're going, Quantasia. Sharpton. <laughs> so the this oh you know, we have this Usher thing, obviously, with the young lady and apparently two other people, one woman and one and a man. <laughs> and this whole herpes thing. Uh, so I'm trying to see if I catch, yeah, I'm trying to keep catch up what's going on. So originally we heard about Usher had paid off some woman years ago, uh, allegedly because he gave her herpes or exposed it to her, and so he ended up paying the settlement to that. So that came to light from the court papers, and then we start getting these other people coming saying, hey. I had sex with him. He exposed me. Now, the lady Quantisha, if that's her name, I'm not sure. Quantasia. Quantasia, I'm sorry. She says that she <laughs> does not, she does not Come have... Come on, Mike. That's a classic, that's a classic hey. African-American name. Uh, hey, I, hey I, I'm sorry. Uh, she says she does not have herpes, but she was exposed to it. And... Um, that's why she is doing this. And I guess it's against the law. If you, if, if you do have herpes and you don't tell the other person, I guess that's a law that you're breaking. 
I think I heard. <laughs> wow. I think I heard that uh, Usher says that she wasn't his type or he didn't sleep with her. And then I saw a news report from TMZ uh, where there was a hotel person that worked at the hotel that they were staying at then he confirms that she did go up to Daisy. him. Yeah, he man, did. TMZ will throw you under the bus. Man. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, Usher was staying in a Days Inn? No, he took her to a Days Inn. That's what I'm saying. Hey, what I'm saying, man? Oh, hey. You see, you see what she look like, right? <laughs> no, she don't hey. get the Hilton. <laughs> He's trying to keep it on a dialogue. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is all true. It's all alleged, but uh, it's just a crazy situation to be in. But I saw it as this, and I'm going to go around the room quickly. My take of it is, and I don't know, I can't think of the white lady that's the lawyer. She, Lisa Bloom. Lisa Bloom. She, to me, this is Lisa Bloom saying, look, the odds are he'll, go, he'll just cut us a check. Yep. Because what he would have to do then is to come forward and he'd have to say, he'd have to say, then he'd have to say, I don't have herpes. But what if he actually does, right? So he can't say that. And he doesn't want to have that conversation in the media. Uh, so he'll probably be like, I'll just pay this so it can go away. Because if I answer this in any way, then it's going to start a conversation I don't want to have. Do I say I did sleep with her and, well, and I was married? Now I'm going to look like a cheater. Uh, do I say I did have herpes in that other case and I don't, then he would have to come with paperwork either way and, and he's not why would he want to play that right so either way he plays it to say something is not is a bad look so i think she's saying listen oh quintessa tasa she's coming forward cool whether she slapped with them or not don't even really matter was he because he's gonna have he would have to say no and would exp- he would be looking crazy or he'd say yes and be looking crazy. So she's probably just betting, oh, you know what? We'll do this press conference because it's going to put the pressure on him. And he's not going to address this. He can't address this. So he'll just cut the check. And I'm going to get paid off of this. I'll cut you your little check. But you're here to make me get paid. That's how I see it. Like it's a game she's playing. And, and he That's got- definitely a shakedown. <clears throat> I thought I saw something that said that she was exposed as a fraud. Well, there, there, well, there are people saying that they, she is, she's one of these people that does go after entertainers and try to get them caught up and shit. I thought, wait, one of y'all posted says Charlemagne the God exposed her on the Breakfast Club. Well, he exposed her that other other people had said that she tries to, do, she would try to shake down. I think it was August, August, or some other singer. I'm not, I don't know these cats. And then she posted online that she needed money or something like that. But again, that all may be true. That's why I said she may not be sleeping with them, but she has enough of a plausible story for that lady to do that press conference. And unless they can ex- really expose her as fake, then he's going to, he either has to say something or he doesn't. But if she's got a lawsuit against him, then he's going to have to go to court. I don't really think he's going to go to court over this. Unless he got concrete proof that he don't know her and he don't have herpes. But either way, he'd be putting himself on blast to answer those questions. How can anybody prove that he knew he had herpes? I'm sorry, say it again? Unless I'm not understanding the levels of the case, how could anyone prove 
it's against the law to have sex with someone and not disclose that you have herpes if you know it. How can anyone prove that he knew it, that he had herpes? Well, I think they're, they're, they're going off those leaked papers that he paid another woman because he did give her herpes. herpes. <laughs> so it sort of opened the door to ask that question. No, but then again, that's changing. <clears throat> that's changing the paradigm and putting the burden of disapproval on him, and that's not the law. You know, the burden of proof here is on her to show that he's got it, and to show that he knew he had it at the time he was at the day's end. That's what I'm with her. Exactly what I'm saying. Well, we don't know if he has it or not. She's, she, she, she's only saying she's only saying she knows it because of that leaked document. <laughs> she didn't know it at the time. You know, I don't know. I don't want to fuck it. You know, this is like like you're trying politely not to say this is a shakedown. Let's call it what it is. Oh, for sure. Now, clearly, he, uh, Mr. Usher, did have some type of contact with this young lady. So be it. But the fact now that. You know, she has it in her head that he exposed her, even though she has nothing. Okay, even though she's got nothing, she's trying to maneuver this into a payday. And the fact that Lisa Bloom was involved and held this press conference in New York when the case is filed in, in California shows me that it's some bullshit. You know, this is they're trying to embarrass this cat, and I don't want to say shame him, but they're trying to embarrass him and writing a check and making Chunky go away. Very true, but I'm and I'm also curious of these other two people supposedly. Where they at? Well, they wanted to be Jane Doe, John and Jane Doe. John Doe can't sue me, so you got to come out and show me something. You need to tell him walking. Yeah, I I agree with you, but when you are a black male R and B superstar, the and you a sex symbol dude, and you got some dudes coming out on you. That's why they call it a shake because <laughs> they know <laughs> they'd be like, you want to you want to open the door to those questions because you better hope they don't have some sort of ties to you. Yeah, I mean, if if Usher is, you know, completely one billion percent, you know, in his denials, then you got to go out there. And, sometimes you got to go out there and handle it. Sure. And then maybe you he know? can sue them for defamation, right? <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, and I guess we'll see if that happens. I, there's a question I want to ask. I don't know how to ask it without getting in trouble, but... <laughs> Too late. I mean... Are you stepping away from the microphone or something? You sound funny or something. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You just sound different, but go ahead. I just realized... I just noticed that my mic... Uh, the red light is off, which means it's not working for some reason. All right. Oh, how's that? Is that better? The same. Check, check, check. There you go. All right. Uh, I actually pulled the cable out, pause, or the back of the microphone. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's the question. I mean, so Usher, he's into the BBWs, huh? Hey, man, that's his thing. It's cool. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Hey, Leslie Jones. (laughs) Where where did that come from? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) What is that? What was that music? I don't that know. Was, that was, oh. Well, you said he was into button. the BBWs. Yeah, I guess I, I, maybe. I, 
Yeah. Are you saying Leslie Jones is a BBW? <laughs> no. let, let us steer away from <laughs> that particular. Yeah, topic. my bad. I, that was a little. Because you'd be wrong about that. <laughs> I probably am. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'm not gonna fight that battle. You, you got it. <laughs> Moving along here, the fact oh, that uh, I know what I want to talk about. What? These two minstrel coons. Whoa! I said it. Uh, that it's uh, Mike. You posted this up. That they these two fools were paid by the Trump campaign. Diamond and Silk, is that their names? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not not surprised. Man, get the fuck out of I, here. I would assume they was the getting Trump paid. Campaign to do what? To talk crap, to talk stupid and act like they support him so that uh, uh, Trump can look like he has black supporters. There's my African-American, so he can say shit like that. Yeah, and, and I was saying that back when he was running. I said they, they have to be on the payroll. They're actors, man. Yep. There's, there's no way there's no real people doing this shit. <laughs> it's just now we got I'm a little ne- proof <clears throat> that they actually was getting paid. I'll never forget. I don't know if y'all remember. Uh, this was way back in the day when uh, Al Sharpton was on the Morton Downey, Jun- Morton Downey oh, Jr. show. Yeah, I love that. And now. Not- Major Ennis was on the stage with Al Sharpton. Is that the one that had the big fight? Yeah. Yeah, and somebody in the audience, it was at the Harlem Theater, and someone in the audience said, uh, Brother, you might as well get the hell out of Harlem because <clears throat> you're not welcome here no more. And Niger Ennis stood up and said, I don't care if I'm not welcome. Something like he said like that. And these two clowns, they need someone to tell them they are not welcome here anymore. Well, I mean, they're, they, they're not on. I think I've only ever seen them on anything that was sort of a black show was the Roland Martin, but I haven't seen them on nothing that, I mean, they're, they're mainly just on mainstream type stuff, which yeah. doesn't shock me. Uh, they would only, they'd be the only ones that would put these fools on TV. Like they, nobody that they, I really would respect is going to talk to these guys. You said they would be the only ones to put these fools on. Yeah, Who's the, the, the Foxes, the CNNs. MSNBCs, I, I don't see, you know, I'm not seeing, they're not on The Breakfast Club, they're not on Bryce Watkins, Tyreek. Yeah, uh, but they still, sold, they still sold themselves out. Oh, they did. Of course they did. But I'm saying, yeah. that's what they do, though. I mean, that's, of course they're going to put the coins on black. Like, that's what they, they're And that's why they're not welcome. Well, they never was welcome. But I agree with you. They, they're not welcome. But, again, they're going to be welcome on mainstream TV, they're gonna be welcome. That's where they put the coons. They want those stereotype people like that. They do draw ratings. I mean, you're aiming at that lowest common denominator slash reality TV element, and that's what you get with with those two. At least, at least, at least, Amorosa knows how to speak proper English. Well, that's not saying much. Sure. She's still Amorosa, man. I think those I those two she girls. They don't. They don't. I don't think they appeal to. To me, I don't think they appeal to black people. I think they appeal to other people who probably more comfortable seeing that behavior, stereotypical behavior from black people. But I don't see you know, black people really like. Oh yeah, they telling the truth. Like they can see it right away. At these motherfuckers, look stupid. How do they sleep with themselves at night? I don't. Know. How do? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I, I compromise my principles. Uh, on a weekly basis wow. to a certain degree. Wow. But to do this, how do you sleep with yourself at night? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? They're just you're trying to survive, man. The they're, just, they're just trying to survive, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm all trying to survive. I'm not... 
Uh, <laughs> be okay, I wouldn't bro. go as far as saying they're selling their people. They're just selling themselves, man. They're making white people think that this behavior is is the norm amongst of black people. I would not go that far. I would. Well, of course you would. Mike just said they don't appeal to us. They appeal to them. People who've never seen or dealt had had the pleasure of dealing with black people before. These are the people that they're talking to. And these people don't know any better. I kind of agree with that. Yep. Well, I would put it that way. I can see that. Girl, that's right. Tell him. <laughs> Jesus. But again, it's not like you don't see that image a lot of places. That's true. What was that? Mo- There's a uh, movie. Was it Girls Trip? There's one girl uh, working in the office with this white girl, and the white girl is trying to sound black. And she says, please stop talking like that. And the, girl says, the white girl's like, girl, bye. Was that? I think it was a promo for Girls Trip. Those are the white people that these people that these two coons are talking to. They think they think. Oh, let's look at Diamond and Silk. I don't know that much about black people. Let's talk to Diamond and Silk. I don't know why. Why do all black people use that voice? I don't know. Is that how they all sound to us? That's terrible. Because I have a lot. I have I have plenty of white friends that don't talk like that. Well, that'd be just like some white person's, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, black guys you know. <laughs> I love when Mark says, you know, I, some knowledge on you. I met um, a local media personality here. I'm not going to say his name. Please do. And, nah, fuck it. Mark S. Allen. Fuck it. I said it. Yeah, that didn't take much convincing. <laughs> and Defamation I was at a sushi restaurant, and this is when I was running my own nonprofit, and I thought, hey, It'd be great to, you know, ask Mark to get involved. I introduced myself, told him what we were doing. The guy shook my hand for 90 seconds. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, what's up, brother? You know, the handshake, the whole fucking... <laughs> my I'm main like, man. Really? We're, we're doing this shit? <laughs> I wanted to punch him in his fucking face. Hey, hey Mark. Yeah. Can I know how you feel because there's a my biggest client now there's this one guy in the office and you know this is one this is one of the burdens of black people we have to put on the game face this is one guy in the office who i just want to say man just fucking be who you are don't talk to do you see anyone else talk hey mike what's up hey brother (laughs) and every time we sit and we we got time to just he wants to talk about black lives matter yeah I'm so sorry. I'm like, motherfucker, oh. shut up. Yeah, come on, brother. I'm not going to mention this. Well, they, I know they're not listening to the podcast. They do listen to Red Shirt, so it might leak over to here. So I'm not trying to mess that up. Hey, See, um, that's why I compromise my principles. Uh, Mike, can you come <laughs> in and have a quick meeting real quick? He's going to go too far. I'm going to be like, look, man, just stop. I, I, I like you. You're cool. Just stop. Well, you know, what can they do, man? It's the media and TV is a very powerful thing, and the imagery. Media's a bitch, man. Yeah, know. it's just funny to me that it's, 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 we're still seeing some of the '70s stereotypes. <laughs> you know, the brother and and the hand doing a, you know, a lot of the young guys. They, hey, bro, all right, bro, yeah, or or you know, oh, did you hear that? Uh, that little Bootsy? Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what the, 
Nah, man. I'm not, I'm not you know even up funny? on that. Like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. You know what's funny? To this day, whether it's a white person or a black person, when I tell them my name, it's an 80% chance they're going to say, Mike Jones! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Negro hasn't put an album out in six years. Who's Mike Jones? There you go. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Who's Mike Jones? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a failed rapper who had one hit six years ago. And the, the whole song was Mike Jones. Well, Mike Jones. He wasn't failed. He had a hit. I swear to God. It's a one hit wonder. I went to, uh, I'm working for the 76ers. This is one uh, one guy. Every time he sees me, Mike Jones. Jones. Eight, four, 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 whatever that. I don't know what he's saying. I'm like, eh. <laughs> And it's a black black dude. How many times are you going to laugh at that? It's not. <laughs> well, he doesn't mean it out of racial stupidity. <laughs> it's just stupidity. It's, not, <laughs> it's just stupidity. You know, stupidity is stupidity. Mike just pull him aside. Look, man, that's that's a little old now, man. All right, give it a rest. I'll tell you one thing I had to do. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to say that. No, say it. Say Drop it. Say it. I, nope. Nope. <laughs> if y'all, maybe you put some alcohol in me. I might say it, but uh-uh. uh, <laughs> This one guy, he said I looked like a certain person, a celebrity, and started calling me that, and I had to pull him aside. I'm trying to think who you would look like. Uh, uh, you had to, to check him. <laughs> who would Mike, who would you look like? I'm trying to think. Like who would? Yeah, you can figure it out. I ain't going to say. Is this I, curl I days or after curl? Huh? Pre curl or after? Why are you fucking with me, man? <laughs> I don't know. You might say Melvin Riley is. Like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> Pre curl after. You don't know white dude. No, nothing about I, you know, Melvin hey, Riley. I don't know. I don't know when this was. This might have been in the eighties or something. Like, no, this was never the, meant uh, this was me. in, this was like 20, 2014. Let me love you down. <laughs> Baby, let me love you. I just want to you. And what's funny is um, my brother, who still works in Indiana, he said a co-worker of his saw a photo of him and me, and he said, I look like this celebrity, too. Well, who was the celebrity? That's not and then, bad. And then the guy, the guy told him three years later, you know, you kind of look like him, too. Okay, okay, who was the celebrity? Who was the celebrity? I'm not saying. I am not. Why? Is it supposed to get back to him or something? I don't understand. Because the guy... Put it this way, you would not want to look like this guy. Okay, well, who is it? Shabba Ranks? Hysterical. <laughs> Damn, that was shots fired. <laughs> Damn. Wow, Big Sass, let's eat a thin ice, bro. <laughs> Shabba Ranks. Damn, why you gotta go? All right, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark, you playing now. <laughs> Come on, just, play. just say who it is. Shabba. She was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I better get, say it because you don't want the Shaba to stick. I don't. <laughs> Shaba gets his. I ain't, I'm gonna be oh, okay. Come on. All right, Shaba. Mr. Shaba gets his. Okay, Mr. Rinks. This other guy. Is he a musician uh, or is it what kind of yes, actor? He's, he's a musician. Rapper or singer? <clears throat> oh, fuck it. I swear to God, I'm going to tell you, but if I. The oh. listeners can clown me because I don't know them. Gerald if Levert? I hear y'all. If I hear y'all come at me, it's gonna be war. <laughs> one of the Levert dudes, CeeLo. Oh, oh, oh. CeeLo. Who is CeeLo? CeeLo Green. 
Yes. Oh, really? Whip his ass. Oh, I ain't that bad. Oh, I, hell, don't see, I don't see it, actually. I don't see it. I can see it. No. no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. CeeLo Green wears women's clothes, fam. Look, I don't keep look, up what with What CeeLo does with consenting adults, CeeLo, you know what I'm talking about, is his business. Oh, I forgot about that. See, you done started something now. Uh, that's I'm just right. looking at him visually. Oh, he don't look like you. Fuck out of here. No. That's right. That's why he. That's why he's done now. I forgot. About oh, he's toast. Yeah. He's done. Damn. And R. Kelly, warm up the spot on the bench. You next. I know you got Teflon Don R. Kelly. <laughs> Shit. R. Kelly. Somebody put this on Facebook. R is like OJ. He got away the one time. Didn't learn it. Okay. He got away a couple. Times. He saw him again. He's got away a couple of times. You know yeah. what? Y'all you brought up R. Time. Kelly. You brought up R. Kelly. I saw that clip. Now I can't stand Touray. From what I what I've seen of him, I can't stand him. But when he asked that question, uh something about um have you always or why do you do you think you should be messing with teenage girls? And he says, Define teenage. Oh. <laughs> and I looked at Touray like this oh, nigga. <laughs> uh girls that are thirteen years old. Oh, wow. Under the age of 18. <laughs> and the way R. Kelly said it, now, define, he was on his Bill Clinton. Now, define teenage. <laughs> or whatever he said. Yeah. He's so far I'm gone. Remember his last interview? He walked out. It was on, uh, was it Huffington thing? Some uh, British lady or Indian lady. Yeah, he was, getting, right? he was getting into it. <laughs> he ain't been, he ain't did an interview since. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Keep his ass off the mic. Ain't no way he's not gonna get caught up in some shit. And he's one of them. I can't. He can't read either. <laughs> he can't. He can't. How do you know that? It was in an interview a few years you back. You it was in an interview a few years back. He 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 is illiterate. And it's like it's a, it's ironic that he's illiterate, but he's a musical genius. But he literally cannot read. Yeah, you go call him a musical genius again. I don't yeah, genius is a bit of a stretch. Well, I, 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 I'm not going to doubt his musical abilities. I think he is dope. Prince is a genius. Michael Jackson's a genius. Stevie Wonder's a genius. I would agree. I would genius. agree. There's different kinds. R. Kelly can't touch any of them. <laughs> I disagree. All right. Oh. R. Kelly produced Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was when Michael was on his downswing. Well, whatever. It is what it is. The genius helping another genius. I mean, Rodney Jerkins produced Michael Jackson. You going to say Rodney Jerkins is a genius? In his lane, Who? he is. In his lane, yes. Who, who is he? He's a producer. He produced a lot of Brandy's tracks in the day. He was a high producer day. at the time. I, I'm not. He's not. You know, he's not Mozart, but in his lane, he's dope. <laughs> as long as he's staying in his lane, he's the shit. Well, little Boozy's a genius in his lane. I don't know <laughs> nothing about it. I'll let you tell it. I'll let you tell it. Boozy. I don't know nothing about huh? it. You, what's what what's his little boozy song that you know that you say he's a genius? I don't know what I'm saying. Is you can say anyone's a genius if they stay in their lane. That doesn't okay. make them a genius. Well, it does in their particular. In their particular okay, to me, Dr. Dre is a genius in his lane. Now, he ain't fucking with John Williams. He ain't fucking with Prince. But in what Dre do, he's a genius to me. Yeah, I disagree. Right, that's fine. We can have different opinions. All right. What time is it? Um, yeah, I got quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> some time to go, brother. Look, R. Kelly's musical talents are not in doubt here. The man's other 
For sure. Well, he ain't no damn genius. But the man's other predilections and skating within and without the legal realm, mm. dude, he needs to give God. Yeah, he does, man. I agree. You know, period. I ain't bought how none of his shit since I saw the videotape. How is he not in jail now? Because he, he, uh, he ain't touching no white girls yet. Well, there's that. Because but I guarantee you, if one of them was Becky got caught up in that, he'd be <clears throat> over. It wouldn't be no talking and he'd be done. But Mark, if it, I mean, it made national news that he was involved with Oh wait, my well he oh, he got acquitted from that tape, right? The girl in the tape, <clears throat> if I recall correctly, never came forward. I think her people came forward said she was of age at that time. You know, so you know that was all fucked up. And it was hard to really identify her <laughs> at the time, her age at the time. Who's the playing the flute? Nationwide is all. Oh, is that my she, she did that too. Oh my bad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Bad host. What'd you use that? I heard some you know, flute sounds, but I think maybe it was a web page loading. Sorry about that. Well, again, she didn't. Uh, she was never really established. She didn't come forward. They couldn't prove her age at the time of the video. You know, and the don't get me wrong, the video is horrible. I mean, the guy is just weird, and I haven't listened to his, any of his stuff since then. And now it's starting to come out. He's got a little sex compound and whatnot. Nah, man, he he needs to go. Man, Damn I, his music. I guess I'm not up on my current events with R. Kelly. You talking about sex compounds? A sex cult. Yeah, man, where Is you been? Yeah, yeah, R. Kelly getting it in. Say, I don't know what the fuck R. Kelly's doing. Good, it's a good answer. <laughs> my money's calling. Now, also in music news, um, on the other side of the spectrum, the Taylor Swift case. The guy who allegedly groped her and sued her for getting him fired? Yeah, he threw his case out. He's going to stay fired and stay broke. But she's still suing him, right? She's going to get that dollar. She's sending a message. You know, she's going to want to back down. It happened in 2013. Why is she waiting until 2017? Because he made it an issue. She was, you know, ready to let it go. Like, look, whatever, man. And he's all, you got me fired. I'm going to sue you. And but when did he get fired? I don't know. I don't know. I was assuming she, got fired in 2013, right? Or 2014. Who knows? But she's... And, and again, civil cases take forever to get in front of the judge. Forever. And so, you know, he's making his move. And again, she's, he's trying to shake her down. And she's like, you want to shake me down? Shake Let's it go. Off. Shake it off. As I That's said, Be- Becky's, Becky's putting in work this week. Because Britney Spears almost got attacked on stage. Where were her people, man? Well, she didn't, so I assume her people did their... They, well, he shouldn't have got on stage. He shouldn't have gotten near the stage. They should have. They should take him in the back and beat him down. Can I say, they, they should have beat him down. Anybody that's still stalking Britney Spears at this point, I mean, really? The 90s are over. Silence. Crickets. <laughs> All right. All right. I didn't even know Britney Spears was still performing, to be honest. I didn't even know something even happened to her, but apparently she's still doing it. All right. Well, there you go. I guess we're going to. People are stupid, man. That's just how it is. Ended on that hot Britney news. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 2017. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I think we are coming to the end of the ride here. But check us out, podcastjuice.net. Also, Big Sexy and Sack, where can they find you online? Twitter, WSE Mark, Facebook, Mark Wiggins. All right. Mr. Q Storm, where can they find you, sir? <clears throat> you can find me at the Red Shirts, as can, as can you find Big Sexy. Um, and I would ask all the listeners, if you get a moment, just go over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Because there are hundreds of Star Trek podcasts out there, but we want to get up to the top. So that would help us out. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. All right. And when is that uh, Discovery? Is that the name of the new show? September 24th. Oh, so, so it's coming up. So did you That's guys Sunday? sign up already for the CBS thing? Uh, I haven't really been. Um, I don't know if it's being offered yet. Oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find other means that Mr. Dean has offered to me Hilarious. in the past. To put see if me I can find some old hacking. But isn't the premiere going to be on regular CBS? It is. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. gotcha. And I think it's going to be in theaters, too. Which is where I'd like to see it. Now, see, but I can tell you that. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was see. There you go. You, if something that you like, you go out and see. Pay extra when you can see it for free. Well, yeah, yeah I don't know forty dollars, but yeah, you're right. Um, but I, I, from all I can see from all the Facebook Star Trek pages, people are not happy about this show. Wow. In general. I'll, I'll watch the first one to see if it's any good. I don't know if I'll pay to watch additional. Exactly, ones, I'll I, watch it, but it's got to really <clears throat> blow me away to come off. You know, me buying the subscription for one show. Yeah. I'm sure CBS has a lot of other programming that'll suit your needs. Name two. <laughs> well, I don't know what you like. Big Bang Theory. That show was played, man. It's over. I never. I don't think I've seen one episode. <laughs> I never I haven't either. Well, it, it's done. You know what? I'm sure iTunes, you could probably buy the series. Uh, yeah, like, that's true. Like, well, you know what? But here's the thing. I think they're doing 16 episodes. So you're paying, what, $8 a month of CBS All Access? So that would be, what, four? That would be four weeks for $8? I don't know if that's that bad. Mm. Is my math right on that? No and again, if I'm, I'm, I'm paying I'm, I'm, I'm CBS for the one show, I need to be able to download it. Watch it on my schedule, minus commercials. That's what DVRs are for, man. Can you go? Can you DVR from CBS All Access? I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. I, mean, I don't know. I know a lot of the, uh, like streaming networks. Well, oh wait, man, you might have a point. If yeah. it's CB- if it's online, you would. You- so maybe commercials, yeah. Um, oh, if, if well, Apple I'm, TV I'm carries looking at, it, it, yeah, it says uh, CBS All Access is on Apple TV, Android, Google Chrome, Fire, Roku. You get commercials. It probably so. Yeah, you're right. I, you're, no, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't be able to DVR it, but I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be um, in the cloud. I can stream it whenever. I would assume I can stream yeah, any can show when whenever want. I want. Yeah. yeah. You know, because when I watch things on the FX streaming, for instance, you get commercials. 
I don't mind the commercials. I mean, if that's what I that's the price I got to pay. That's fine. But if I'm paying it like Hulu, Hulu needs to straighten out, man. I'm paying <laughs> like nine dollars. I don't want to see no commercials. And they say, well, if you don't want the commercials, upgrade to twelve dollars. Shit. No, you. no, no, no. How they get you? All right, we have a whole other conversation. Definitely check out Star Trizak. All right. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, check us out on our Patreon page. We've uh, really blessed to, to have you guys support that. So definitely check us out on patreon.com slash podcast juice. Also find us on Facebook uh, podcast juice and then on twitter at podcast juice um, with that we will see you next time peace